Okay, so we got two really quick pieces of news today, and then I'm actually going to go over the how to install macOS tutorial on on your com- on a Linux computer or on any computer that runs Windows. Uh, Macs, you wouldn't really want to do this because this is installing macOS on macOS. But if you've got a PC, this could be interesting to you. So Lego today, today's two top stories. Um, they're really self-explanatory in the headlines, but Tesla has scheduled a battery day event for September 22nd. That's the one that I'd previously heard was uh, cancelled, so this is nice to know that Tesla have actually decided to completely reschedule it. And the Galaxy Z Flip 5G has possibly been fully leaked. So let's just quickly go over the battery day announcement again. Really, it's a very short announcement. Long story short is that the battery day announcement so the battery day event and the shareholders meeting will be on the same day and they will be both both be held so its annual stockholders meeting will take place at 2.30 p.m. pacific time on the same day and the battery day presentation will be supposedly shortly after that um, yeah, this is according to a new SEC filing, so it may not be perfect, but it should be what we're expecting. Um, yeah, we don't really know what time it will be or anything, but we're not sure what's going to happen in terms of in-person attendance, etc, etc. But both of the events, both the stockholder presentation and the battery day presentation, will be broadcast live at the same time as some in-person viewing, I do believe. So it's definitely going to be a kind of eventful day for Tesla on September 22nd. But, you know, it could see these sorts of things coming back. I personally had heard that this cancelled, I actually reported on it. But it could see them making a comeback. And Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 5G version, which is rumoured to be revealed at Galaxy Unpacked, which is on 5th of August. I cannot wait for that event. It's, it should be a really big event. Um, it's basically going to be the same folding phone, but with faster processor and 5G. There's not really much to go on here. Not really anything new. So the LTE version, for those of you who don't know, was released on February 14th. It's basically your old flip phone except the display is now the entire phone instead of just part of the top portion. And it will be have 5G support, a mystic bronze colour. It will be 0.5mm thicker and 0.1mm taller, basically negligible differences. Uh, the cameras will be staying the same. Uh, display the same or vaguely the same. Software is One UI 2.5, basically the same. Battery is the same. Basically, everything is the same. The only difference is the chip, Saturn Dragon 865, and 5G to go along with it. So, it's a really simple, uh, yeah, it's quite a simple thing. There is a video on Twitter. Uh, if you want to search it, then search Evan Blast. Sorry if I got that name wrong, or at EV Leaks. Uh, he has a small promo that kind of everyone's basing this new fi- Galaxy Z Flip 5G off of. 
and it definitely looks like it'll be good. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the Galaxy Unpacked event on August 5th because we should be seeing some new Note phones and the Note phones are always, no matter how completely out of my price range they are, they're the most, they're some of my favourite, but also the most annoying phone Samsung release. Uh, I'm actually going to, you know what, let's go into this quickly before we do the macOS tutorial. I can literally do it over speaking and I will have written instructions in the description. Um, basically though, so Samsung released the Note lineup in August, a month, I'm not even kidding you, sometimes even less than a month before Android 11 is released. So naturally, you will normally get stuck with Android 10. At least as far as I remember, you normally get stuck with Android 10. And you should you probably get stuck with Android 10. And then you'll already use up one of your upgrades. And yeah, okay, it'll probably be either late the same year or early into the next year. But the point is, if you're buying this phone, like no matter when you buy this phone, you're guaranteed to be a version behind within a month. And the thing about Samsung was different to Google or OnePlus. If they only provide software updates to their flagship lineup for roughly two years. So, you know, and if they release it, say, the day before a major Android update, tough luck. You're just going to get one less Android version than you probably should. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit... Yeah. And the thing is, with Samsung track record of it taking them, like, how many months? Not as bad, because they can take, say, between three and four months to release the update, so you're actually getting it the next year. But, or I should say, for four to six months. So you might not actually get it until the next year. In that case, you do technically get, you know, you can kind of be tidied over until the next phone. But... And like, I understand this is a thing with every Android phone that is released. You're very close to a new version of an uh, Android. But the way that Samsung released it in August with Android 10, I think they're going to need to change that eventually because they've held out on a lot of good technologies recently, including the seamless update protocol, so AB partitions, which means you've got some amazing storage. You got you literally just reboot your phone. It's as if it's a normal reboot when you update, and it makes it so much nicer. And they just hold out on a lot of things. Not to mention, I would genuinely say Samsung phones are the most locked down phones I've ever experienced. Honestly, yeah, that's I will be swapping from Samsung. Is so I spent probably the last well all of today basically. Just kind of messing about with my phone a bit, trying to get just little degrees of customization. I eventually gave in, traveled my phone, because there's a guy to do it on XDA. It's still a custom ROM, and it works amazingly. It's still Android 9. I tried Android 10, wouldn't work properly, but, you know, it's good enough. So, anyway, uh, that is everything for kind of a, the main news segment today. And I'm now going to go on to how to install macOS.
Okay, so let's get into what I kind of already have planned for today's episode, regardless of whether I actually had any news. Um, recently, I kind of... See, when you're a developer, you kind of need multiple platforms to be able to develop on. You need to be able to build for macOS. You need to be able to build for iOS, iPadOS. You need to be able to build for... Uh, you, know, you need to kind of be able to build for everything. So I can already build for Windows and Linux easily they're easy because you can install those on any device windows you don't even need a license kit just free to you just plug in the usb stick install it along with your wi-fi connection actually i don't know how that works whether you need wi-fi or not anyway um you should probably have a wi-fi connection when you do it though i know i have a i'm kind of connected through an ethernet cable when i do it it allows updates to be installed um it just kind of you can kind of install those to free of charge. Linux is obviously free of charge. There's about a million different versions of it though, which is a bit of a pain in terms of making the actual packaging. Whether you're going to do a dot deb or a dot rpm, you know, doing the kind of installer packaging is a bit annoying for it. But the one that's the hardest to develop for is Mac, and that's kind of a problem for me. See, you can't really develop for Mac without Mac, and you can't have iOS or iPadOS without Mac. It just doesn't, I can't figure out how to actually develop for it without them, without macOS. So for years now, I've always, I since I kind of started developing, I've been looking, okay, how can I just develop applications for Mac? How can I get my game on Mac or iOS or iPadOS? And the easy thing is to just bite the bullet and pay a grand, two grand for a MacBook. The fact is, I don't have that money to spend, and not everyone does. And yeah, okay, once you've got a MacBook, you've kind of set, because you can run Windows in Boot Camp and Linux in a VM. But the fact is, why should I have to run macOS to run those two? You know, why should I have to sacrifice a proper experience with those two to get macOS? So, I haven't found the full-on experience I would like. I would like to have a more complete experience with uh, macOS than I currently have, and it does still run on top of something. But, and this is fairly easy to find. Basically though, all it is, is you have to install Linux on your computer. You can make it a 200, 300 gig partition on your computer and then you have to install an application. So I'm just gonna guide you through the steps. And the steps will also be in the description and I'll also have a link to a article eventually, not quite yet. The whole thing still needs to be set up a bit more. But when I do the video tutorial, I'll also have a link to an article that I'm going to write with the exact instructions on how to do this. It's so simple you won't even realize you'll kind of be really annoyed but you didn't realise it if you wanted this before. So, for those of you who don't know, basically Linux is an open source operating system and as such there are multiple things that Linux can kind of run. And it can run on basically any hardware. I could run it on, uh, like I will be running it on my new computer later this year, but if I really wanted to, and I could run it on something from three or four years ago. It's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I personally 
love the way that Linux works, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, now, the one thing I really like about Linux, but I only just found out, is the way that this kind of macOS VM works. So, sorry by the way, if you can hear some noise in the background, just some neighbors are having a party, I don't have soundproofing in here. So, hopefully you can't hear it, but it might be popping through and I can't hear it when I'm listening back. So, I just wanted to apologize for that. Nothing you can really do. Uh, but anyway, I've got so I've got macOS running on my computer, and it almost feels like it's running natively. Now it doesn't quite run natively because it's not really possible to run fully natively. But basically, I'm gonna go through the steps. So step one: install. I would say install Ubuntu. I don't care what variant. I don't care what. Uh, flavor you know if you got a specific vet flavor of ubuntu the only reason i'm saying ubuntu is i know snap comes pre-installed so really install any version of linux that has the snap d or snap store pre-installed or you know how to install it on there uh if you're not sure what ones you can install it on search up snaps search up snapcraft and then go on search up how to install snapd on linux and it should take you to your website again i'll have a link for how to i'll have a link to this site in the description and once it's been and once you've either got snapd installed or you've installed linux or you've installed ubuntu personally i'd say just go the ubuntu route you'll barely even see the underlying operating system once we're through once you've installed the underlying operating system, I so probably Ubuntu if you're installing this for the first time. Again, I'll have a link to the Ubuntu website so you can download it. You then need to go onto a software center. So it should be fairly easily visible on the left hand side. If you can't find it, then just press on the search button in the application drawer and press on and then you want to press on the I mean you just want to press on search bar and just type in software you should see a kind of shopping logo come up like a almost shopping bag or something click on that or it might actually just come up if software doesn't come up with anything that looks like a store then search up snap and you should see a snap store come up either way once you're in either of those then search up susumi s-o-s UMI. This is the application that allows you to run the software on your, that allows you to run macOS on your Linux machine. Now, I personally install this on a separate partition to my other two partitions because I like to be able to give it 7.7, 7.5 gigs of RAM. Now, the way you give it RAM is complicated and that will be handled in a separate and that will be again be handled in the overall full-on tutorial video. I'll probably come out in two to three weeks time. I don't think I'm going to have time to do it next week. But once you've installed Susumi, just go into the terminal. This is the only time you'll have to do this. And type in SOSUMI. Press enter. You'll see a load of text, text flashing up on the terminal. Also, if you don't know how to access the terminal, just press Control Alt T. It works on every major Linux distribution. Have pressed those three 
keys and then once you press those three keys type in SOS UMI with no spaces you'll see a load of text flashing up in the terminal just ignore it then you'll see another screen pop up just press on now there's two, two ways you can do this the first thing I would recommend you do is you press the enlarge button to make it go full screen just like you would on Windows and then if you want there's a small kind of logo sort of thing on the left hand side click on that go down to more actions and press on full screen that will basically make it so the entire window just takes up your complete uh screen now i wouldn't recommend doing this when starting it up for the first time because when you put start it up for the first time you go through mo multiple reboots and you go through multiple restarts and every time it reboots it resets the resolution so I recommend holding off on that until you've completely set up the installation. Once it's set up on the installation, go ahead and go full screen. Now, when you go to do the installation, you'll be greeted by this weird bootloader thing that's not like the one that comes with Ubuntu. It's different. Uh, basically, you want to select the first option. It should really be the only option. But the first slash the only option that comes up start macOS from macOS based system, I believe. And when you're on there, you'll then be and then wait for it to load, it will flash up a load of random task text. Just ignore it again, doesn't really matter. And eventually you'll see an Apple logo. And then you'll come to the Apple Disk Utility screen. Once you're on this screen, you will then need to go to so you'll see a screen where it says reinstall macOS uh, disk utility as well as time machine and a couple others. You then want to press on the I believe in fact now I know that you want to press on the disk utility button and then when you're in there you'll see a multiple uh, a good few volumes. Now when you're first booting this will be very slow. Uh, just bear with it, we will get to how to change that in not long. There is a way to change it, but I can't actually remember the direct uh, way to get there, so I will do that again in the video tutorial. But it should show you how to do it when you actually install it. So on the installer page, it will have how to change the RAM. Now, go on to Disk Utility, and again, this is on the installer page. But if you need to listen to this to find about, then you might as well listen to it for a rest. And you'll see a 60 gigabyte volume. It should be the one at the very top. Click on that. <coughs> and then you I want to press and then you want to press format. Now you want to format it as a macOS extended journal system. And the reason that you want to do that is that's just the way that macOS formats its file system. Now don't worry about it shockingly small size that will expand as you install more applications so it will gradually start to take out kind of your entire os um i don't think there's really a maximum file size that you can give it i'm afraid you're just gonna have to kind of let it grow again that's why i recommend not doing this on your main os your main working os as it could take up a lot of space and stop you from doing a lot of things now once you've done this and you've formatted that partition, you then want to come out of disk utility 
and you want to press on the reinstall macOS button. Once you press on this, it's a very simple installer, it, take, it tells you exactly where you need to go. Just press on the install macOS on and when you format it, you've given it a name. I just gave mine the name macOS. So click on whatever you named your drive and then press continue. Then to go through the installation uh, parameters as you normally would and it will start installing. Now this installation does take a very long time so your computer will be completely inoperable for a significant portion of the day. It could be up to, it could be anywhere between four and six hours. I think last time I did it, because I've done it a few times, it took me about four hours, possibly even five. So make sure you're not going to be using your computer for a significant portion of the day. And I really do hope you haven't really been following along. I should have put this disclaimer at the beginning. That will be in the description. Uh, but this process does take five hours once this is started. Now, if you're running on one gig and you're doing it on your main partition with all your other Linux applications, if you're already a Linux user, then feel free to just kind of carry on using your Linux. You know, feel free to carry on just using everything as normal. It's only one gig, it won't get slowed down. You've still got another seven gigs completed to yourself. Now, once that installation progress completes, you're done. macOS is installing your system. Just follow the general if you have used a Mac before, you'll recognize every screen after this. But one thing is that when you are installing, it will reboot. And when you're on Clover, again, don't press on the same one you pressed last time. Instead, it should be the one at the very end. It's just a boot macOS from and then whatever you called your drive. Press on that one. That will then reboot you into the macOS installation drive. And you'll just carry on installing it on that drive. And every time you reboot, go onto that drive. Every time you boot in, go onto that drive. Once it's fully booted and fully loaded, then you'll just be in macOS. And once once you set your RAM to about seven gigabytes, again there will be a link to where you need to go in the file system to do that in the description of today's episode. You, and you set to say seven gigabytes if you have. Now I do recommend you don't do this on a computer with less with four gigabytes or with less than eight gigabytes of RAM, because four gigabytes of RAM split into two OSs is very slow. So I recommend seven gigabytes of RAM available as a minimum. So just literally just assign it seven gigs and you shouldn't really notice much in terms of not being speedy enough. And that's it, you've now got macOS. Feel free to install Xcode, feel free to install, you know, you'll have FaceTime and iMessage. Uh, I'm not too sure though if the whole, um, I'm not sure if the whole thing actually works, you know, perfectly. There are a few glitches sometimes when you're in settings, so just be aware that that can happen and probably will happen for the foreseeable future. But, you know, you're now running macOS, so install the Unity, so install whatever software you use to make whatever you're making, and then just use, use macOS. You now have macOS and Windows on your computer, and if you also have Linux, then you've got all three OS's. Now, I am still kind of playing around with my computer setup, but I'm mostly set up with a Windows partition, a Linux partition, and then as of tomorrow, I will have my partition I call my macOS partition set up. 
Uh, the reason I haven't got the macOS partition set up is I tend to set up partition per day. So I set up my Windows partition, get everything working, Linux partition, install all maps. I've actually got an absolutely amazing setup script. It can install like loads of what I would call essential game development or developer apps. So if things so there is actually a setup script and it doesn't have everything personal that's specific to me. So if you really do want you know to install Linux and you want to have a nice and easy setup script to follow, then I will post I will probably again when I get the website up and running. Oh, small announcement, website will be coming soon. Stay tuned. I cannot wait to share more information on that. Uh small teaser. But uh, when the website does come out, there will be a downloads page and it will have things like Linux setup scripts. It will have links to Susumi, the macOS client. It's an amazing thing. I think anyone should be able to easily access it. Uh, I'll have links to loads of downloads and stuff that people can use to set up a computer, uh, set up, say, a Windows computer now or in the not so distant future, I hope, with a Windows package manager. And I'll just have some general things that people might want to install on their computer on a first install. So yeah, anyway, that is how to get macOS on your computer. I hope that helps for anyone who's kind of been wanting to use macOS but hasn't wanted to go onto an Apple computer because A, Apple repairs are so annoying and B, they're so expensive. So you know, I hope that's helping anyone who wants to go and use macOS without paying everything you need to pay. Hopefully this tutorial doesn't get sin and then the whole thing gets taken down. Although the fact that um, this has actually been well known for a couple of years now gives me good hope. So yeah, hope you've enjoyed this. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the episode today and I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. Also, tomorrow's episode. Now I'm not 100% sure on this. Because it depends on the news. As you saw today, it was a very bland day. Although, okay, small announcement here. Uh, Google Nest have teased that there will be a small thing coming on Monday, actually. Now, on Thursday, Google revealed the Nest speaker that it had revealed by a regulatory agency. But there's another tease for something else that's coming on, coming out. Now, if it is just that Nest speaker and it's a full reveal of that, then hey, you know what? I'm happy to see it. Personally, I'm really hoping that they're announcing the new Android TV dongle as a Nest branded product. See, I wouldn't say that Android TV should be under, would normally be under Nest brand, but Google seems to be consolidating everything that can even slightly link into Smart Home as Google Nest. So on Monday, I'm really hoping to see that. So Monday will definitely be an event day where we will have something to talk about, I think. Now, as for the timing of when this will be out, uh, yeah, we don't know when this will be revealed, but it could either be a hardware announcement or a software announcement. As the nature of the announcement, it's a very kind of meditative video but it could be a celebrity assistant voice it might not be anything big but it could also be something quite big so you know don't be getting hopes up or anything 
but personally I'm hoping it's something to talk about and I'm really hoping that Android TV is on call. So that is, yeah, that's kind of everything for today and I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. So either tomorrow or Monday we will have a guest on our show, on the show. It's going to be a nice thing, I'm not going to give too much away. It's not someone well known or anything, it's someone that's someone that I know personally. Gonna be doing a gas, it's a gas, and gonna give it a trial. And it could turn into a more regular thing. Um yeah, also surprise guest if you're listening to this, then yeah, just be aware if you do well, this could be more regular. So to drop that on you. Uh anyway. My name is Luke, this is Dan Out Just World, and I'll see you in either the weekly roundup tomorrow. Or, who knows, some massive news is released. Do not get your hopes up for massive news without me getting my hopes up. Yeah, see you in tomorrow's episode.